Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Termical Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and this is my review of NXT, which took place September 19th, 2023. Now, this was a very good episode, not a whole lot of fluff, filler. It's a great thing. A lot of great matches we got to see, some video packages, backstage segments, the usual as far as that's concerned. But this was a very good show. Uh, it started off with a recap of last week's main event, where we saw Becky Lynch uh, returning to NXT for the first time in, I believe, eight years, right? When she was brought up to the main roster in July of 2015 alongside Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks. And uh, again, we got to remember that Becky Lynch was the only one of the four horsewomen who never won this NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte, Sasha Bailey all did it uh, when they were initially there. So Becky went to go and uh, get that one title that saluted her. And she got the job done, the main event, defeating Tiffany Stratton. Stratton was champion for a few months. And, uh, yes, that was that. They opened up the show with a recap of that match, which was actually pretty damn good, uh, to be honest. So then they started off NXT, uh, this week with the, the, uh, what she call herself, the Grand Slam man now, uh, making her way out. Start off the episode. We heard some loud Becky chants in the crowd in Orlando. She goes, the man has come around to NXT. The NXT Women's Championship Tour continues. Says, we bring the fight every damn night. And then she... She went on a whole tangent, rhyming and stuff. I'm not going to go through all that, but she mentioned several women from the NXT locker room and, um, you know, uh, potential opponents. And Becky says that Tiffy time is over. Tiffany Stratton shortly thereafter made her way out uh, and says that she is getting and deserves a rematch for her NXT Women's Championship. And then uh, she proposes to Becky, how about the big time versus Tiffy time tonight? But then she, you know mess with the crowd a little bit. Tiffany basically said they don't deserve uh, to have the rematch take place there in front of that crowd. She goes, that's not happening. These losers in the NXT crowd, uh, Tiffany's words, um, saying that they cheered her until Becky Lynch uh, came around the last week or two, which there is truth to that. Even though Tiffany is a heel, the crowd did love Tiffany for the most part. I mean, I could see why. Easy on the eyes, too. Not a bad wrestler either. So, and what's her finisher? The the uh, prettiest moonsault or whatever. It's really amazing how she jumps on those ropes and does that. So anyway, um, she wants a rematch at No Mercy, uh, September 30th. I believe that's in Bakersfield, California. So uh, that match was made official shortly thereafter, which is great to hear. And Becky had enough of Stratton's mouth, clocked her a shot. And right before she could get, uh, you know, really take advantage of Tiffany Stratton, Kiana James made her way into the ring. We had a two-on-one attack. Tiffany tried striking back uh, to uh, hit Becky Lynch with a steel chair uh, while Kiana held Becky to no avail. Becky got a hold of the chair, cleared the ring, and um, so that was pretty much that to open up the show of this week's uh, episode of NXT. And I do find it funny that Becky Lynch was on a longstanding feud, a uh, little bit lackluster. I think most of us would agree with Trish Stratus for the better part of 2023. On paper, it was amazing. <clears throat> Week after week, it didn't really live up to what we thought it might have been. Uh, although where it culminated at, what was it, Payback, their steel cage match, they both did a great job. So it's it's not about how you start, it's how you finish, right? So they, they did an amazing job, both of those ladies. Uh, but I find it funny that um, Becky taking on blondes from every era, it seems. So um, 
you know, we'll see what happens. Their first matchup was great last week. We'll see what happens at No Mercy. I think, you know, if if if, if they deliver like they did last week, I think we'll have no problem with regardless who uh, comes out with a victory uh, at No Mercy next week. So that was good. So next up, we had the Global Heritage Invitational match. We had a Group A final where we saw Tyler Bate versus Butch. Now, look, it's been two years. I never really got used to Pete Dunn being referred to as Butch uh, with the Brawling Brutes and such. It is what it is. Um, but it is good to see Pete Dunn back in NXT in some capacity. It really is. Uh, you could see in the ring the chemistry these two guys have. They've been wrestling one another since they've been teenagers. Uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Um, so they were both happy to get in there for the singles bout. <clears throat> Little flashback here. Now, Tyler Bate was the first NXT UK champion uh, back in January 2017, defeating Pete Dunn in the tournament uh, for that very title in Blackpool, England. Now, Tyler Bate had a reign of 125 days. That was until Pete Dunn defeated Bate uh, just a few months later at TakeOver Illinois to become the second ever NXT UK champion. Uh, now, that reign of Pete Dunn's lasted 685 days. Now, you would think that would be in the, the record books for quite some time. That was until uh, he was dethroned April 2019, that was WrestleMania 35 weekend, by none other than formerly known as Walter, now known as Gunther, of course, on the main roster, uh, who went on to uh, not only have a uh, historic reign, but defeated his 685-day reign and having an 870-day reign as champion until Dragunov beat him a few years later. Of course, Gunther now on Monday Night Raw, as of last week, becoming the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time, upwards of 470 days, uh, obviously knocking down the honky-tonk man who held that record since I was basically uh, two years old. So uh, that that's not giving not giving away my age there, but you can do the math. Uh, so that's that's pretty interesting there. So uh, those two had a great match. Um, Bate versus Butch. Butch defeated Tyler Bate with his finisher. I believe it's the bitter end or something along those lines for the win. Great match again. These two have been wrestling for years, even way beyond uh, even coming to NXT UK or WWE in general. So that was good stuff. Now we head backstage here. Dominic tried stirring things up with Trick Trick Williams. Uh, you know, Melo's, uh, or at least formerly, I guess, uh, we don't see him together that much anymore with Carmelo Hayes, his sidekick. Uh, we've seen this for weeks now. People trying to get in the ear of Trick Williams and saying, look, man, you got to come out of the shadows of NXT champion Carmelo Hayes and do your own thing. And Trick is going out of his way to really become his own person, his own man. He's made that very clear uh, for weeks or well over a month now. But at the very same time, it's letting everybody know um, even though they're trying to stir trouble between between Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, that look, hey, he's Carmelo's still my guy, man. Even though you know we may not be coming out together week after week, I may not be the Robin to his Batman per se. Uh, he's still my dude at the end of the day. So Dominic tried stirring things up with him. He says, I know exactly how you feel living in the shadows, uh, you know, of Carmelo Hayes, just like I did from my with my father, Rey Mysterio, ever since he turned on him last year, uh, last September at Clash of the Castle. Dominic. Uh, so, you know, he tried to sway Trick, and Trick goes on and tells Dom that nothing will drive a wedge between uh, the Trick and Mellow gang. It, but personally, I think it's just a matter of time uh, until Trick Williams does eventually turn on Carmelo Hayes. I could very well see that happening sooner than later. And uh, there's going to be somebody else who comes up to Trick during this episode of NXT uh, to try to get in his head yet again. And we'll get to that a little bit later as the show goes on. So next up... That first match in the, in the uh, what was it, the Global Heritage Invitational match, uh, that was the Group A final where Tyler, uh, where Tyler Bate lost to Butch. So Butch advances. Next Tuesday will be the final. 
And now it was the Global Heritage Invitational Match Group B final. We had Duke Hudson coming out with Andre Chase of Chase University going up against Joe Coffey of Gallus. Now we saw the Metaphor Lounge. They were looking on. It looked like they were cosplaying on uh, their Matrix outfits up there. They were up there all night having uh, quite a party. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, next Tuesday, the final will be taking place again between Group A and Group B. But I'm pretty sure for that Heritage Cup, that NXT Heritage Cup, um, we'll be going one-on-one with Noam Dar. I would assume at No Mercy um, just a few days later. So we'll see what happens with that. We had Joe Coffey again of Gallus going up against Duke Hudson here. We had, uh, this was a good match. It really was. Now, it looked like Joe Coffey was about to seal the deal here. That was until uh, Duke Hudson rolled up Coffey for the pin and the win. So now being that this is based on a point system strictly to advance... Uh, we had a three-way tie, uh, two of which who were in the ring right here for this match, and another individual. Uh, that other individual was Nathan Frazier, the former NXT Heritage Cup champion, uh, Joe Coffey, and Duke Hudson. So we'd find out that later in the night, being that they're all tied at four points apiece, uh, we, would ha- we would have to have a triple threat tiebreaker um, to find out who will go on to face Butch next Tuesday on NXT in that final, uh, which happens later on in the show. Next up, I've been waiting very patiently to get to this Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice coming out with Electra Lopez. You want to know who won this match? The fans. We all won. Before the bell even rang, we won. They're all gorgeous. Easy on the eyes. Eye candy. Call what you want. Being as respectful as I can. Um, let's get to the match, uh, I suppose. Anyway. We hear some Let's Go Lola chants, Let's Go Roxy chants. Um, This was a decent match. It really was, all joking aside, although it was a short one. Uh, Roxanne Perez squeaked out a a victory. You know, Lola Vice, don't get it twisted, just because she she came to NXT early 2023, she is a former MMA or Bellator fighter, 4-1 record, Uh, also an international Taekwondo champion in black belt as well. I believe her actual name, Valerie Bereda. Something like that. Sorry for mispronouncing it, Val. Um, but in any event, I believe she's around 25 years old and a promising career. You know, she, she's doing pretty well for being new uh, to pro wrestling, NXT, so on. So, the, again, this is a good match. And damn, just uh, their entrances just keep playing back and forth in my head. Not a bad thing. So coming back from a commercial break, we had a, a brief video package from Eddie Thorpe. He called out DiJack, uh to a strap match. Uh, during this video package, he says, you wanted a savage? Well, you got one. Now, I was assuming at first that this match may take place at No Mercy next week, uh, later next week, but it's still going to take place next week on a regular episode of NXT next Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, so that will be next Tuesday on NXT. Should be a pretty good one. Honestly, Eddie Thorpe's really good. Uh, he's been doing his thing in NXT uh, for the better part of this year. And um, Dijak, again, I'm glad to see him get a, a fresh start coming back to NXT earlier this year. Uh, after, uh, you know, leaving NXT years ago when he was great with Keith Lee and everything, he was great. But then that that horrendous run he had on the main roster, no fault of his own, uh, being a member of the dreaded Retribution and going by the alias of T-Bar. I mean, they were just set up to uh, to lose with that whole situation. So I'm glad Dijak's able to really come into his own yet again. We go backstage real quick into the uh, locker room of Becky Lynch, where we see Roxanne Perez make her way in there. And uh, Becky gave Roxanne some words of encouragement. You know, um, it was really nice to see an interaction between the two of them and uh, a match I'm honestly looking forward to seeing, uh, hopefully sooner than later, between Becky Lynch and uh, 
and Roxanne Perez, even though I'd like to see them, you know, join forces, maybe in a tag match or some sense. But anyway, Roxanne asks Becky to be her tag partner so that she doesn't have to go at it two-on-one uh, later, in the, later in the night. It's supposed to be Becky Lynch going up against Kiana James and Tiffany Stratton. However, uh, Becky tells Roxanne, go nice her shoulder, you know, and, and they don't call me the man for nothing. So believes that she could get it done on her own in this handicap match. Uh, that wasn't quite the case. We find out later that night who is to join her. So here we have a champion versus champion match. We have NXT champion Carmelo Hayes going one-on-one versus the NXT North American champion Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day. Now, uh, of course, Dominic made his way out uh, by himself. No mommy, no uh, Rhea Ripley by his side, the uh, WWE Women's uh, World Champion. She is uh, hopefully just on a storyline basis out of action due to uh, the attack from Nia Jax last Monday on Raw. Both, I believe, uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez are both out of action for the time being. Hopefully just taking a little vacay. So anyway, this was a uh, this was a good match. I expected it to be. Um, Dominic Mysterio really hung in there. Of course, you know, Mello, in my opinion, Melo's on a whole other level. But Dom did his thing for quite a bit. We had Ilya Dragunov sitting ringside for this match. This was a pretty good match, but the referee eventually called for the bell sooner than later. A uh, lot going on by the commentary table, which led to the ref calling the match. Hayes inadvertently tossed Mysterio into Dragunov pretty hard, knocking him right out of his uh, seat that he was sitting in ringside. Then Mysterio tossed Melo into Dragunov. Then Mysterio had the balls to go and approach Dragunov and slap him in the face. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If there's one person, I'm not even just talking the NXT roster. If you're talking Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, pretty much anybody in the WWE brand, uh, any man in WWE, uh, Dragunov, in all sincerity, would probably be the last person that I would slap in the face. Um based upon his temper, based upon his strength. Um, so when Dominic did that, and it was funny that of all people to do that to him, it was Dominic, you know, this scrawny little guy. And um, so, of course, you know, Ilya Dragunov went after him immediately, chasing him down the ring, beating the living hell out of him. Uh, Ilya, however, went for one final maneuver on Dominic, and uh, Dominic ended up pushing Mello. Uh, in the line of fire, and Dragunov knocked Mello down. Obviously, that wasn't his intended target. So, Dominic thought he was getting off easy. Dragon Lee came out, knocked Mysterio to the floor in the entranceway. And um, it was said on Monday Night Raw that those two will be fighting for Dominic's NXT North American Championship. Dragon Lee getting a rematch against uh, Dominic. What's it been, three, four weeks uh, since he lost to, uh, since Dragon Lee lost to Dominic uh, on an episode of NXT for that title. But the good thing here, as far as the NXT Championship is concerned, is Carmelo Hayes will be defending his NXT Championship against Ilya Dragunov in a rematch at NXT No Mercy later next week. And next Tuesday on NXT, there will actually be a contract signing taking place between the two. So um, I'm sure that will uh, end in a fight, of course. Dragunov, as it's funny, as serious as he is and as great of a wrestler he is, there's some underlying comedy to Dragunov. Believe me, I take him serious, 110%, but it's almost funny because you know it doesn't take much to get him pissed off. So when you upset him, you hit him, whether it's whether you mean to or not, or you slap him like Dominic did, which I can't believe Dom did, uh, it's funny to see how he's going to react because you know it's not going to end well ever. So that was that. So now back to Trick Williams. I mentioned this a few minutes, uh, a few minutes ago, uh, talking about the initial interaction with Dominic Mysterio and... Um, 
and Trick backstage. So now Joe Gacy and Ava approach Trick Williams in the locker room. Gacy tells Trick he should join them, uh, become, you know, the newest member of the schism. However, they are looking for new members, right? What's it been a couple of weeks since the uh, Dyad, formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, their contract ran out or they finally uh, got out of NXT slash WWE. They've been begging and pleading for at least a year or so. So anyway, he says their situations aren't much different. Trick declines, however, says he doesn't want to join them. Again, people in Trick's ear, like I said before, um, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time until uh, Trick Williams, in all likelihood, turns on Carmelo Hayes just because he can't take it anymore. Uh, even if that wasn't his initial plan, he can't take people uh, reminding him that he's been in the shadows of uh, Melo for so long, or at least that's how they see it. But next week, we have a matchup between Joe Gacy and Trick Williams one-on-one. We also found out there will be a, a women's match as well. Gigi Dolan going one-on-one with Blair Davenport. So now back to the uh, Group B of the uh, Global Heritage Invitational. Uh, this no time limit in this match. Usually, I forget what the time limit usually is, but for this triple threat, there wasn't one. Uh, we had Nathan Frazier joining Joe Coffey, Duke Hudson. Great triple threat match. I did personally. I thought Nathan Frazier was going to win, uh, was well on his way to getting it done in the first place. And I also thought he was going to win because he was the former NXT Heritage Cup champion. However, Joe Coffey pins Duke Hudson to win Group B to advance to the finals next week against Butch uh, to decide who is going to go up against Noam Dar. Again, I'm assuming it's at no mercy for the Heritage Cup. Um, and that's pretty much that. So go backstage. Mustafa Ali tells Mackenzie Mitchell. I mean, he's absolutely furious. He's heated. Tells her that he is the rightful number one contender for Dominic Mysterio's NXT North American Championship, not Dragon Lee. Why are they having a match on Raw next week? Um, especially being that it's a brand-specific title, you would assume, right? However, you know, Becky just defended her NXT Women's Championship against Natalia this past Monday on Raw, so I guess titles are being defended wherever the hell they want. So much for brand splits, but that's that's for another day. Anyway, uh, Mustafa Ali goes on to call Dominic a criminal, call Dragon Lee a liar, and he says that he will deal with both of them next week on Monday Night Raw. Going backstage yet again, tensions building between Fallon Henley, Briggs, and Jensen. Now, this all dates back to last week. There was a six-man tag match between Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, and Damon Kemp versus Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Miles Bourne. Again, Fallon Henley was with them, of course. Um, Bourne sent Jensen face-first into the steel ring post, turning on his uh, team. Gulak attacked Briggs from behind. Kemp connected with the pop-up neckbreaker to pick up the victory. After the match, Bourne joined uh, Gulak's squad, and that was pretty much it. So uh, this this all happened right around the time that uh, Miles Bourne was uh, flirting or giving a uh, uh, flirtatious look over in Fallon Henley's way. They kind of had a moment, you know. So uh, I'm very curious to see if Fallon Henley is going to turn uh, or just up and leave Briggs and Jensen, who she's been with the last two years since they all came uh, to NXT 2.0 pretty much together since the debut, almost two years to the day, right? And uh, I wonder if she's going to leave them to join Miles Bourne. Actually, I'm not completely opposed to that, I'll be honest. Um, I'm not opposed to seeing uh, Fallon Henley in a heel capacity, so I'm here for it. But during this uh, this back and forth, the shouting match between all of them, uh, Baron Corbin made his way out. Josh Briggs and Baron Corbin went face-to-face for a little bit. Uh, there there was a confrontation, and uh, Corbin was telling them to quiet down, and he was trying to get a massage. They exchanged some words, and Briggs took a jab at Corbin from his encounter with Ron Breaker last week, you know, saying something along the lines, so I'm surprised you could hear us, and you know, I didn't you know, shatter or break your eardrum or something. 
Again, they went back and forth, and I would love to see Josh Briggs and Baron Corbin go one-on-one. I'm not saying it's a dream match by any stretch, but I am saying that I would be here for a singles match just on a regular episode of NXT uh, because I think a lot of people fail to realize how good Josh Briggs is in a singles capacity. I, I feel like, you know, being that it's been Briggs and Jensen these last two years, mainly in a tag team sense, that he's been watered down. Um, whether that was meant to be or not, it's just the simple fact that he's not fighting singles, right? So a lot of people fail to realize that he was the final Evolve champion until they closed their doors July of uh, 2020. So they only had 10 champions. I remember the first one was AR Fox. Uh, did my research on that. But anyway, um, very interesting to note this little exchange that happened backstage. Again, nothing nothing to write home about, but I would like to see Corbin and Josh Briggs one-on-one in the near future. And honestly, I'd love to see Josh Briggs just break out and do his uh, solo thing as well. You know, nothing against Brooks Jensen. I think he's really come along well in the last year or two, but I think that would be a good look. So here we are, right? It's uh, main event time. We have Becky Lynch supposedly going two-on-one or one-on-two, however you want to call it. Uh, in a handicap match, Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James. Now, right before they came out, Tiffany told Kiana uh, in the back that she has a surprise for Becky Lynch. Now, it seemed like that surprise was when Becky Lynch was making her way out uh, during her theme song that it was simply an attack to get the match started. So I guess that was the surprise. Uh, but shortly thereafter, Lyra Valkyria made her way out to help Becky Lynch and become her tag team partner. This match went, I want to say, around 15 minutes, give or take. And it ended as such. We got a manhandle slam to Kiana James. Uh, This was right after we got a tag from Becky to uh, Lyra Valkyria. We got a frog splash from Lyra from the top for the 1-2-3. Fun tag team match here. Uh, Post-match, however, Tiffany Stratton came in, takes out both Lynch and Valkyria with a steel chair. Tiffany hoists up the NXT title over Becky Lynch. And uh, will that be the scene in a week and a half's time at NXT No Mercy in Cali? Uh, Becky grabs the microphone, however, right before the the show goes off air and says, that's how you want to play it. It's going to be you and me, extreme extreme rules match at No Mercy. And Tiffany, you know, I guess she's got to accept it, right? That's just how it's going down. So uh, Becky Lynch, I'm going to tell you right now, going into this match at No Mercy, I thought Becky would retain her title anyway. I thought there was no doubt that uh, Becky's going to be Tiffany Stratton. They're not going to give her a two and a half week reign in NXT. It may be short, may only be a month or two. Who knows what the plans are? Um, Maybe Jade Cargill comes in and uh, has a one-on-one with Becky in the near future. We'll see uh, what happens in all sincerity. But uh, realistically, being that it is an extreme rules match now, I think that Becky hands down has got to win this one. Now you might think, although Tiffany Stratton is very pretty and she may be girly, she can go like Tiffany Stratton. When she needs to get down and dirty, she gets it done. I mean, you saw, it might not have been the nicest thing to do, but post-match she wasn't happy. They lost. She grabbed the steel chair and she hit her with it. She hit Becky and them with it. Uh, she even started the show off with a steel chair. So she, you know, she gets down and dirty uh, when need be. Could Tiffany win? Absolutely. Is Tiffany capable? For sure. For sure. But I do think that Becky Lynch will get the victory at No Mercy. And that was pretty much it. You know, outside of a couple skits and vignettes uh, that I may have missed throughout the course of NXT, that was the meat and potatoes of this show. So, again, I thought it was very good. The go-home show next Tuesday leading into No Mercy. I'm expecting it to be even a little bit better. Um, Not that this show was bad, but you always got to rev it up a little bit to get the people excited for a PLE. 
And um, that's that. So I want to thank you for joining me here on the Turnbuckle Topics podcast for this review of NXT, the September 19th edition. And I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.